At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Our number two of a numbers game. I stepped on Barkley. I haven't done that in six months. Uh, Our number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus. Uh, Yes, one of those idiots who believes in analytics. Gil Alexander. Ben Wilson in for Jason Kahn today. Ben's day is made. Todd Wishnev was on the show, so he's very excited. Uh, Very excited to uh, play tennis. Todd's not uh, spotting. You're not spotting Todd any games now, it doesn't appear, in the upcoming tennis match. Uh, still to come, Todd Wright, uh, host of All Night with Todd Wright, back in the day on ESPN Radio and the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast. He's got golf thoughts as well. Oh, and the Todd Wright Toddcast. He's got thoughts on the Open Championship, as does Brady Cannon, our co-host of Long Shots, uh, and Steve Zabin momentarily uh, to join us from 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, and of course, 106.7 The Fan in D.C., uh, first, though, we get tweets. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate uh, all the uh, feedback. Lloyd Chadmus. Hi, Gil. Believe you had a, quote, system, unquote, which predicted Lowry to win the British in 2019 based on past winner stats. Could you could you uh, share for this year? Thanks. That wasn't actually me, Lloyd. That was uh, Dave Tyndall from Dave Tyndall Golf uh, over there on the other side of the pond. I have not spoken with Dave nor have I looked up who his uh, system play is, but maybe Brady Cannon has, and we could check up on that in between, and we'll try to get you that, uh, who he's got in his system play. Uh, this is from, do 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 again, at Beating the Book, Greg V. 
Uh, I'm in the same boat as Wishnev on a future. Oh, God, can you flush a virtual bed down a toilet? He's got the Phillies uh, to win the NL East a couple times at 12 to 1. I don't know. Todd seems very bullish on it. Logic 3227. Uh, when discussing MLB division winners before the trade deadline, I feel uh, I feel Al Pacino said it best. Our true enemy has yet to reveal himself. Um, yes, many things to, to be wary of. Tom Collins, great segments by Todd. Love your insights. Thank you for sharing. D-Gen Southern Gent. Gil, you said you love the Blue Jays, as I do, but do you not give them a shot to win the AL East? 11-1 to 1 right now. Their starting pitching has been tremendous, or has tremendous upside. Don't forget Robbie Ray. They have a great lineup and are a trade or two away from a serviceable bullpen. He puts serviceable in capitals. Uh, I think you're right. And, in fact, my co-host on Primetime Action, Matt Brown, uh, he really does love the Blue Jays to win the AL East. So I think there's – it's not the most outrageous thing in the world. And at that number, 11-1, to 1, that's pretty good. Um it is possible. That is a division that is there for the taking. Let's put it that way. I don't think that's the most outrageous bet going. Um, and then uh, Trip Tepper letting us know that FYI on Bazudenhut. Uh, Bazudenhut has 130 to 1 odds over there at, uh, at Circa. 131 on uh, Christian Bazudenhut to win the Open Championship. Uh, and then Topher Barron also on uh, Beating the Book on Twitter. I love me some Chris Valika on the show. Uh, just wondering, uh, it always uh, takes our utmost attention um, to uh, to get the connection though for him because we have trouble hearing his connection. He says so. We gotta we gotta tell Chris about that. I heard him fine. Did you hear him fine, Ben? Yeah, yeah sounded, sounded good, good to me. Sounded good to me. Do we have uh, we do Mr. Zayman on the phone? We do, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will I will say this till uh, till the day I die. He is the greatest radio host, sports radio host in the history of Washington D.C. Or as the kids call it today, the DMV. And now he is uh, he's doing most of his stuff in Milwaukee at 97.3 the game still does 106.7 the fan in DC on the weekends it's the great Steve Zabin how you doing Steve keep it coming Gil the check obviously made it to you this month and I appreciate the intro you're you're very welcome it's all sincere uh you are in Milwaukee give me a sense of how you feel about the Bucks chances tonight and beyond down two games to one in this series and how uh, really the city of Milwaukee's feeling about it? Well, the city, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. I'm not there now, but I was up there a couple weeks ago, and I'm going back on Monday. So as long as nobody wins the next two, don't win the next two, then I'll get a little taste of Game Six and then possibly Game Seven. It's unlike anything I've experienced in all my years because, as you know, Gil, the Wizards yes. have been nothing but black hole of ineptitude for pretty much my adult lifetime. <laughs> Ever since won the you know, NBA title in 78 when they beat the Sonics and the NBA finals were still on tape delay, they've done nothing. They've done nothing loudly. They've done nothing in a haphazard way, and they've done it in a comical way. So I've never had this kind of thrill ride of climbing with a team. And, and I admit I'm a, I'm a Johnny-come-lately fan. I can't cite Paul Pressey's stats and tell you about the days of Jack Sigma and Oscar Robertson and even the more recent ditch teams that were mediocre like Michael Redd and Andrew Bogart and Big Dog and Ray Allen. But I am certainly along for this ride, 
and it's amazing, man. This does for a city wonders. It's a it's an ongoing soap opera. It's a thrill ride, and it's a city in Milwaukee that feels constantly slighted as being part of a forgotten flyover country. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a big pride point for the city. Skill Alexander, Steve Zabin, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports yeah. Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, wherever you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Uh, ben, throw out all the Junior Bridgman questions we had for Steve. <laughs> throw those by the wayside. We don't want to pepper him with those. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so that's, the, that's the city angle. Now, as far as how do I feel about their chances, the answer is better. Do I feel great? No, not yet. Um, a lot of the pundits I've heard, like, as is typical, you know, team that's down wins one game convincingly. The wind sock flips the exact other direction. I've heard pundits say, as long as Giannis doesn't get in foul trouble or hurt, I don't see how they lose this series. They can go to him whenever they want, yada, yada, yada. I don't know about that, man. I, I, I want to see another effort like that. And I would hope, if I'm a Bucks fan, that I would want to see Devin Booker still kind of lost in space just a bit because he looked like the best player on the planet in game two. Bucks are favored by four. This got to four and a half, game four tonight. Got to four and a half, and then there was some resistance. People started taking the Bucks, excuse me, the Suns, catching the four and a half. Uh, would you have any thought on that specifically? I don't know magic numbers in NBA is a tipping point number quite like football. And I would not get serious because I have an emotional investment, and I always think that's very bad for your betting brain to be conflicted in that way. But I think the Suns plus the number is not a terrible play because I think things do swing back to, you know, the, uh, the other direction. I, I, I think it's I think the Suns team's really good. I'm, I'm not as down on them as some people are after just one game. To me, they've got quick, long, dangerous players. And the Bucks have nice, solid, good players plus Giannis. The quick, long, dangerous guys were wreaking havoc in games one and two. And if that comes back tonight, it's a tough go for the Bucks. Yeah, we're showing Suns at four and a half again now, consensus line here uh, at VEASAN.com. Let me ask you one more basketball question because I want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers, Steve, which is a question that I've asked of everybody this week. Uh, 1969 was the first year they gave out the NBA Finals MVP. They gave it to Jerry West that year. It was the only time that they ever gave it to a player on a losing team. Since then, it's always been a player on a winning team. I have thrown out the theory Giannis is about a $2 uh, number plus 200 to win MVP. I have thrown out the theory that this could be the year that if Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, keeps throwing out 40-point double-doubles the rest of the way and say the Suns beat them in seven, and last caveat to this, and Chris Paul doesn't have another standout game, that this could be the year where it actually happens. Am I ridiculous with that? I mean, I love it but you're crazy. <laughs> I love it, but that's that's not a smart use of your $2 if you're going to throw a little something-something on it. Here's why, and maybe you can back me on this. Maybe your producer can research it real quick. How many people vote on the MVP? Total? Twelve. And they are who? Well, now you got me. We'd have to research that. Media. They're, well, just yeah. in general, 
media member. Yes. You ever known media members to be thoughtful, nuanced, or courageous? <laughs> in, uh, not in today's day and age, brother. There is zero chance. I mean, look, if Maria Taylor, bless her heart, has one of those 12 votes, never forget, she left Anthony Davis off of her first team ballot because she said, and I quote, oh, that's right, I forgot. You forgot? Yeah. I wouldn't trust any significant amount of money on 12 media members prone to groupthink and narrative bowing to actually do something that could be sensible and right and very controversial and would not have happened since 1969. Fair enough. But it, what is, so wait, but you would be betting odds, you wouldn't get good odds on it because the odds on MVP don't take into account losing MVP. Well, the, the number on Giannis is pretty much at this point akin to what the Bucks are on the adjusted series price, right around the same amount. Because right. if the Bucks win, it's not going to be anybody else but Giannis winning MVP, obviously. Right, right. So. But, but so, so imagine that you're like, you got Giannis as MVP, they're going to game seven, he's got 50, and then Booker hits a bomb to win it, walk off, and you're like... Oh, but maybe Giannis can still get MVP so I can claw back my piddling <laughs> two to one. Yeah. By the way, plus 240 is what we're showing at BetMGM. It was just a thought, Steve. Just a thought. But you had me at... I, I like it. It's a, it's a twisted thought, but I, I don't see it in today's day and age. Yeah. And by the way, only 12 people voting on MVP. Yeah, 12, 12 voting is, is part of the handicap too, right? Because they're a smaller sample size. You're right. Courageous is probably not how I would describe most media members. But if I could just get a handful of them to see it my way, uh, maybe we could get it done. Aaron Rodgers, let's get to that real quick. Obviously, the saga continues. And by saga, I mean we're not hearing anything currently. Um, Obviously, there's, a again, a Milwaukee fan base, a Green Bay fan base uh, pulse on this. I'm curious what that is at this point. But you, uh, I'm more curious about because... When Washington was going through the entire do we re-sign Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins thing, you had very poignant thoughts on that. You were always in the camp of, yes, absolutely they should sign Kirk Cousins. A quarterback is everything. Where do you stand on the whole Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers thing? Because he is 37 years oh. old, and you may not be able to get any more than you could right now. In fact, I would say that's a pretty solid statement that this is the height of his trade value. Where do you stand on this? Well, I would dispute this is currently right now on July 14th today. This is not the peak of his trade value because the market has already filled in the gaps at quarterback in the draft and free agency. So it's not right right now, which is why they'll never trade him before the season, no matter how bad it might get as trading camp blooms. I think the market in the offseason could be and would be robust even at 37 years old. Now, my personal stance is I am Team Rogers to the moon and back. (laughs) I am a Rod Stan. I have gotten to the point, Gil, where I'm practically yelling at some Packer fans to shake themselves and realize how lucky the franchise has been with these two quarterbacks now they've had in both Barr and Rogers. There is this 
feeling of, well, we 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 did this with Rogers or Farm to Rogers. We'll do it again with Rogers to Love, and I liken it to hitting this back door inside straight flush, you know, with <laughs> nothing showing at the poker table. I'm like, you did it once. It doesn't mean you're that good. I attribute so much of all of this in the NFL and in sports to luck. Are you lucky the guy turned out to be the way he was? And the answer to me is yes. So I liken Rodgers to the high-maintenance girlfriend who you're saying to yourself, oh, God, she's late again. She was at home with some weird dude I don't know who was probably her coke dealer, and I didn't like that. Yeah? Do you like waking up to her? And the answer is yes. So stay in that business until the bitter end. But complicating it is that the Packers, you know, brain trust, Gutekunst, their GM, and Murphy, the team president, are kind of high in their own fumes. Like, well, we could do this again, and we really think Jordan Love's going to be really good. It, to it, me, it's crazy. It is amazing and that, that, that we share that in common from our D.C. background. Because when I went to San Francisco... I had the exact same experience. They were coming off 21 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking between Joe Montana and Steve Young. And Jeff Garcia had the audacity, Steve, of only making three Pro Bowls. And they were just outraged by this underperformance of Jeff Garcia. I'm like, you guys are the most (laughs) spoiled people in the world. You have have no idea how the rest of the world exists, that it's very akin to what's happening uh, in Green Bay right now. Real quick before I let you go, uh, any open championship picks, sir? Rory, You're, that Chris Felica yeah. just came off the phone. Same thing. He's like, everybody is hating on Rory. He loves Rory. You too. Rory coming off a missed cut has a great trend stat. And I just think finally this is his week. Uh, not finally, but, you know, he, he now, again, I'm biased. I'm a Rory stand as well. But I do like his chances a lot. What I'm curious about is how will the Bryson 2.0 experiment do at Lynx Golf? Because the last time he was at one of these was before he started bulking up. So we'll see if Smash Ball works with Bryson this time around. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love the early morning wake-up. Love that. Steve Zabin, everybody, from 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. And, of course, 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Zabe, thank you, sir. Always appreciate it. Gil, we'll see you in October. Me and the boys are coming out. Yes. I look forward to it. Love the uh, the old right, Vegas trip. Care. You too, Steve Zabin. Probably on his way to a golf course. I failed to ask him, by the way, Ben. But I'm guessing on his way to a golf course. Does uh, radio in Milwaukee now in the daytime, in the morning, from D.C., does the weekends on Saturday in D.C. So that's his his lot now. Um, but I will I will say this to the end. The Hall of Famer of all Hall of Famers in D.C. sports. Tim Murray would agree with me, I'm sure. I'm sure. From I, DC we, I did look up who has voted on the yeah, finals MVP. Please. So from 2018, it's an interesting list because one person who is uh, you know in the news right now for various reasons was a voter, Rachel Nichols. Mm-hmm. So she was a voter. Interesting. Uh, Ramona Shelburne has been a voter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy makes sense. Voter. Yes. John Barry, who does color for radio for, for ESPN for the finals, voter. Uh, so has they had, been has been or will be. So these this was for I'm just looking at they don't make this available till after. I see. So okay. this was twenty eighteen, but it looked basically it looked like there were I think three 
Uh, there was one Bay Area. This was the uh, Cavs Warriors last final. So it was one local reporter, beat reporter for each team, essentially. Isn't and then the rest were national. So Howard Beck, Bleacher Report, was one of the voters. Steve Ashburner, NBA.com, voter. Yeah. Zay brings up a, a, a interesting point, though. He goes, when was the last when was the last time you remember media, you know, guys voting or, or, or ladies voting for somebody who are courageous, right? Like, that's a, you know, and he, and he cited the Maria Taylor example where she forgot about somebody. So, not to pick on Maria, but it's it's... You can't count on it. It's like we talk about with the NFL, with Warren Sharp all the time. Warren Sharp is like, here's what this team should do in this game. And I always inevitably throw back at Warren, who was kind enough to join us earlier this week. I, I, I always throw back at him, yeah, but what is your expectation of the coach actually doing what you say he should do? And that's always the rub. And so even with something like the MVP here in the, in the NBA Finals, here's what I think they probably should do, but will anybody – not listening to this show, do do exactly right. that, right? Because, well, it's never been done. Why should I be the one to to change that way of thinking? What did you think about what he said about Aaron Rodgers, which, again, he's, he's on uh, Milwaukee radio on a daily basis, and he is he's consistent because when, when Washington was going through the whole, should we sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal or should we keep doing these one-year you know one year deals with Kirk Cousins? His point at the time was, and this was very much sort of bucked against common – Washington football fan sentiment because at the time it's like, nah, you know, move on, move on from cousins. He's like, look, it's a quarterback league, you know, obvious statement as Chris Collinsworth says, the most important position in football is quarterback. The second most is backup quarterback. Uh, You got to keep Kirk cousins because what's the alternative, right? What's the alternative? And I find it interesting that he does say that about green Bay fans that they've, they're, they're almost so spoiled that they've convinced themselves. Well, from Favre to Rogers, from Rogers to love, well, clearly the Packers brass must not feel that way. They, they traded up to get Jordan Love. Why aren't they that anxious to put him in? Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. that, that you think Aaron Rodgers stays, and there's no way they're trading him basically at this point. You would think so. I also, I mean, I can't help but think back to the Favre ordeal and how different the narrative was at the time. And it, because so many fans were of the, the mindset of, all right, there's – well, you had, and at the point, you, you knew kind of what you were getting with Rodgers. We had seen him actually play, unlike Jordan Love so far. And the consensus was, all right, this guy, regardless, he might not be Favre, but he's going to be pretty good, a pretty good replaceable, you know, replaceable guy. Favre's kind of at the end of his line. And when, they, when, the, when the Packers did not want to bring Favre back, the backlash to that was so severe that it was, how can you possibly not sign like he is – Mr. Green Bay, when the reality was he was, whatever, 39. Right. Didn't have an arm. Just left. slinging it all over yeah, the field. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's weird how now, 10, whatever, 10 years later, 13 years later, I should say, and the, the narrative is, all, is kind of changed a little bit. That, yeah. that is what I find interesting. I will still say the more bettable, the more interesting bettable thing will be when the Deshaun Watson saga, to use that word again, comes back into the fore. Obviously, Deshaun's got his off-the-field issues, and we don't know. We assume he's not playing for the Texans, but at what point will he show up back on a team? I think that's a much more interesting question than anything with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers just stays where he is in the end. Um, but where would Deshaun Watson end up? Denver? Um, elsewhere? I don't know. Doesn't appear to be the Houston Texans, though, are set to start the year with some version of Gerard Taylor, Davis Mills, and who knows who else. Uh, We'll come back. Brady Cannon, his thoughts on the Open Championship, which begins tonight stateside right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. To a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Back on a numbers game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson, sitting in producer uh, for producer number seven, Jason Kahn. Ben, you have any open championship picks, brother? Brooks Kepka. Yeah, top 20. I, the number of people in Nevada, it's interesting. They don't hang very many derivatives. Yeah. A lot, which, you know, is a thing we can complain about a lot. Yes, but when they do, a lot of times the numbers are better significantly than what you get on the East Coast. So he's like minus 145 East Coast Kepka top 20. I got a minus 110 last night. 
So as we, I know we're calling Brady Cannon right now, like it, it's interesting to, to it, you wish there was a bigger menu there. That's the, you know, the, the common refrain we talk about yeah. with Nevada golf betting, but the ones you can get sometimes are good. And I, I Kepka checked every box for me this we, week. We could allot a segment per show to the complaint about Nevada state of betting. That's a good uh, point. Yeah, yeah, we could do that every day. By the way, uh, Todd Wishnev reporting, he was on the show earlier, reporting that uh, DK took down adjusted season win totals. Is that right? After our discussion? Did we do that? It's interesting how that happens sometimes. Um, Brady Cannon, everybody, co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there has ever been currently with us. Hey, uh, thank you, Brady, for making the time. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. We're, we're almost there. The final major of the season, man. I'm fired up. Uh, set the line on Brady Cannon group text at 3 in the morning tonight. Um, I'm going to say three and a half. <laughs> Minus. You taking well, the over? <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll take the over on three and a half text. Uh, open championship. If, if one side is the, the most snobbish person from the UK who insists on calling it the open championship, and the other side of the spectrum is, say, um, a Matt Humans who thinks they're going to show up at his door and take away his citizenship if he doesn't call it the British Open, uh, what, where, do you fall, <laughs> where do you fall on the open championship versus British Open uh, debate? I don't know if Matt. I'm Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. You, are, I, uh, you know, I, I really, I really go both ways. I'll, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll refer to it as the British or the Open Championship. I, I, it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, so. I think all is all are acceptable. Uh, okay, what are you looking for before we get your actual picks? What are you looking for here uh, in terms of the profile of a golfer that you would like to bet on on this course at Royal St. George's? Yeah, that's um, a good question and sometimes hard to figure out if you look at this particular course because we haven't seen this course in 10 years. And certainly it is different uh, from what it was in 2011. Uh, it's going to be more lush. They've had a lot of rain in June and July, so at least the first couple of days. Now, I think they're going to try and dry it out and get it firmer and faster. Uh, but probably for at least the first couple of days, it's going to be a softer golf course. Uh, I think the rough is going going to be thicker than it was in 2011. Um, but I think you just kind of have to look for a good open player in general and not try and be too course specific because it's difficult not having seen this course in 10 years. So I'm looking for lower ball flights, guys that hit the ball on a lower trajectory. British Opens and Lynx style courses are attacked from the ground, whereas American designs, you're coming in from high above the surface and trying to hoist that ball into the air as much as you can and let it land softly. That's not really the case with the British Open because you have the elements, the wind and the rain and, you know, the native grasses and everything that comes off of the sea. Uh, you need to play the ball low to the ground. So I'm looking at uh, players that hit a lower ball flight and are really able to scramble and be creative when they get into situations where they might be in some of those native grasses or some of those bunkers or some of the interesting shots that you're going to find around the green. Hitting greens in regulation is going to be extremely important. We are going to have some wind, probably 12 to 20 miles an hour on average throughout the week, and I think that's a perfect balance just enough to really make this difficult, but also at the same time not make it diabolical. Uh, I think that will prove to be a great test if we do. If the forecast holds and we do get wind in that neighborhood, I think that will be a great balance and produce a great championship. So, you know, greens and regulation, lower ball flight, creativity around the green, short game, 
And a lot of that is similar to, I shouldn't say a lot of it, but at least the, the creativity around the greens and the short game is similar to Augusta National. And that's why I landed on a couple of guys like Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed, who have both won at Augusta, maybe the two best short games in the world, certainly have the creativity. We've seen it in Ryder Cups with both players. Uh, Jordan Spieth, of course, has won an Open Championship. So I think both of these guys can handle the elements and maybe know how to get their balls out of sticky situations better than a lot of people in the world. Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, the first two names uh, from Brady Cannon, will get the rest of his outrights, his head-to-heads, his derivative market plays right after the break. Brady Cannon, host of uh, Long Shots here on the network and, of course, Point Spread Weekly Golf Analyst. Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was, which he does with Wes Reynolds. And uh, we'll ask him about his Q&A yesterday. Are there any shenanigans? Anybody ask him any strange questions? We'll do that next. Right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, a numbers game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. The college football season is right around the corner, and that means the Beeson College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch. So you have a betting edge this football season. The guide's only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early, so now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up for Beeson All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at Beeson.com slash subscribe. And uh, we'll get Felica back later this week to get his thoughts. Uh, on college football uh, before we uh, go on break. Uh, ben, you mentioned this 10.30 Pacific tonight, first tee time for the British Open. 10.35 Pacific time. 10.35 so. Pacific. So, again, for everybody stateside who's listening to this, um, get your bets in today because that thing will start and you'll wake up tomorrow morning and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot how this works with time zones and such. Brady Cannon, everybody, from Long Shots. All right, Brady, the floor is yours. Spieth. And read your first outrights. What are some of your others? Uh, as far as my shorter shots, and speed is sure, uh, certainly a shorter shot at about 21 to 1. Uh, I went with Rory McIlroy. Uh, this guy missed the cut at Portrush two years ago, and I think that kind of still sticks with him. That was a home game of sorts for him, and uh, I think he's looking for a little redemption there. He comes off of a great finish at the U.S. Open, and he's tremendous in the Open Championship, a great Lynx player. Four out of the last five years, he's finished in the top ten. Brooks Kepka got him at 16 and at 18 to 1. We know about his record in major championships, but a lot of people also don't realize this guy started his career on the European Tour. So I think he's got some experience there uh, that will help him uh, not only in opens in the past, but again this week. Xander Shoffley, I went to Shoffley at 18 to 1 who has one of the best strokes gained uh, records in the last five years uh, over the course of all open championships played. He, Kepka, and Spieth all fall into that category. So I went with Shoffley as another short shot. And then Reed was a little higher at 40 to 1. I played Terrell Hatton at 43 to 1. Uh, he has a couple of wins on Lynx courses in his career, one at Abu Dhabi earlier this season. Uh, I don't typically like to play home game type guys. Of course, Hatton is an Englishman, but this guy's the 10th rank, uh, rated player in the world right now. 
he finished up with a good round on Sunday at the Scottish Open, and I think he might be ready to fire. I think he's got the game absolutely for an Open championship. I did play a few longer shots as well. Sergio Garcia, you can get even close to 100 to 1 now. And I always felt this was the major that he was going to win. He went on to win at Augusta, but he's finished in the top 10 here at the British Open 10 times and had some real near misses, lost in a playoff to Padraig Harrington. And the bugaboo for Sergio is always his putting, but that's kind of neutralized at the British Open. You have much slower greens, and, you know, we saw Henrik Stenson win in 2016. He's never been a great putter either. So I think Sergio is absolutely in play, and I mentioned the correlation with Reed and Spieth at Augusta, this creativity that's needed around the greens and the low ball flight. I think Sergio has all of that. Daniel Berger I played in the neighborhood of 70-1. to Hits a ton of greens, one of the highest-ranking players on tour as far as greens and regulation and strokes gained approach, and has that low ball flight. I think he could really go well here. And then finally, Brandon Grace at 100-1. to I mean, this guy just shows up in major championships, and I think he also shows up at courses that are like this. You remember Whistling Straits for the PGA Championship. That's a Lynx's-style design, Chambers Bay for the U.S. Open, and then Kiowa Island for the PGA most recently, where he did really well, too. And you saw that consistent 16 to 18 mile an hour ish wind that we should see here at Royal St. George's shot a 62, a record low in a major championship at Royal Burkdale did Brandon Grace in 2017. So I think this guy can play on the big stage. Brady top tens and top twenties. A lot of those guys who are in your outrights, I assume would be in those derivative markets for you as part of your bets. Yeah, I played Reed, Spieth, and Shoffley for top 10, but I went off the board a little bit for top 20. I kept Daniel Berger in there, but then I went with Harris English, who, of course, just won at the Travelers. I went with Christian Bezadenhout, who's been really good as of late, has a tremendous short game. I think he could fire this week. Uh, Russell Henley, who I think kind of you know, kind of is maturing right in front of our eyes with that finish that he had at the U.S. Open, led the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines for three days. I think he's ready to play well again. Dean Burmester, who is a South African who hits the ball a mile, he's Bryson DeChambeau-type length, and I got him at 10-1 to to finish top 20. I think he has a shot. And then finally, Scotty Scheffler, and I'm not playing a lot of guys that don't have British Open experience. British Open is kind of similar to the Masters, where you need to have a few laps around this place or around Lynx golf courses to get a feel for it. And Scheffler doesn't have that, but he fared very well last week at the Scottish Open. And I think this guy is just such a good player, plus having grown up in Texas, played at UT, he knows how to play along the ground and in the wind. And I think that'll help him here. So I played Scotty Scheffler for a top 10 as well, or top 20 rather as well. For those uh, taking us in, not on the video side, uh, Spieth and Shoffley plus 190 top 10. Brady's price that he got, Patrick Reed plus 350 as a top 10, and then top 20s. Scheffler plus 190, Berger plus 250, English and Bazudenhut plus 260, Henley plus 450, and then Burmester at 10 to 1. Uh, and then there's the head-to-heads closing out here, Brady, in our, in our final two minutes. Uh, you know, anecdotally, I was saying earlier this week, not a lot of love for Rory McIlroy. In fact, some uh, some hate from a betting standpoint for McIlroy in this tournament. And then Chris Velika comes on today, uh, Steve Zabin, and the first name out of their mouths, they love McIlroy. You at least see the value in him in a head-to-head over Rom at plus 170. Yeah, I think that's a crazy price. And, and you know, you can't 
it's hard to argue against John Rahm right now. I mean, he's even dropped down to the second player in the world rankings, but I think he is absolutely the number one player in the world right now, the way he's going. He comes off of that win at the U.S. Open, nearly won the Scottish Open last week. I thought that price was out of whack, though, and I, I don't really know why people are down on Rory. He has a great open track record. Uh, he was at his press conference yesterday and ex- it seems extremely confident. Um, so I, I think Rory, Kepka, Spieth, Xander, those guys are all going to be the biggest uh, contenders to take down John Rahm. And plus 170, I thought was, you know, a gift as far as a price. Uh, and, and I just don't know. I mean, as good as John Rahm's playing right now, the talent-laden board that we have in golf these days, can a guy really expect to go back-to-back in a major? I, I'm betting against it. So uh, I took Rory in a head-to-head over Rom. All right, and uh, there are the rest of uh, Brady's head-to-heads, all involving players that he's already mentioned in other markets. Cantlay minus 120 over Morikawa. Hatton minus 130 over Hovland. Fleetwood, who you did not mention, plus 120 over Oosthuizen. Berger minus 125 over Neiman and Brandon Gray. The aforementioned Brandon Grace, minus 110 over Robert McIntyre. Brady, um, hope the Q&A went well. Nothing wacky happened yesterday. Uh, no, it was actually really cool. Got a great deal of participation, and I'd love to do it again. And right. uh, if I don't talk to you beforehand, I'll, I'll text you at about 3.30 a.m. I look forward to it. Thank you, sir. Brady Cannon, everybody, co-host of Long Shots on the Open Championship. Todd Wright's got thoughts on it as well. We wrap it up next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA Finals game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VEASAN100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the finals more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Skill Alexander, uh, let's bring him in from uh, All Night with Todd Wright back in the day on ESPN Radio. And, of course, the Todd Wright Toddcast these days. Can't wait for fantasy football season, too. He's got his Todd Wright fantasy football podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Todd Wright. How you doing, Todd? Good morning, Gil Alexander. Good morning, sir. John Rahm, uh, in terms of the outright market, half of what you see in terms of your bang for your buck than any other golfer, justified or not, yeah, I think it's I think it's justified, but I don't think you run from it uh, just because of the shortness of the number. Let's remember at the end of last year's PGA Tour season how hot Dustin Johnson got, and I'm not saying Rom is at that point yet, but you look back at what Dustin did and how consistent he was, and you take those numbers. You know, looking back. So I think from this, and Rom took him down in the BMW Championship. So I get it, but I just don't. I just don't think you run away from it because you say the number is too short. He he still is the guy to beat. Jordan Spieth has gotten a lot of love on this show, on this network. Anybody you hear talking about the Open Championship uh, heading into this final major of the season at Royal St. George's? Uh, where do you stand on Spieth? Look, I like everything about Spieth, too, but let's put it this way. Spieth won the Valero Texas Open. Rom won the U.S. Open. So what's more impressive? What happened more recently? Um, sometimes the public roots for someone rather than taking a look at what's right in front of them, and that's why I'm fading Spieth this week. Only bet I have in pocket currently is Brooks Kepka. It's the old he gets up for majors thing. Uh, which appears to be real throughout his career. Uh, you buy into Kepka uh, always stepping up in these events, and would you bet him here? Absolutely. Um, Gil, this is as simple as it's a major championship. There wasn't a lot between him and winning one or two majors this year. Um, clearly, he's healthier than he was for any of those other ones. And his focus on majors, I personally haven't seen a golfer this dialed in for majors, uh, maybe at the expense of other events since Tiger Woods. I'm not saying Kepka is Tiger Woods. I'm just saying the emphasis on major preparation seems to be similar. Xander Shoffley, just to cherry pick a few more names, Xander Shoffley, 16 to 1, often discussed. Um, but uh, a lot of betters wary about the fact that. Uh, he hasn't necessarily come through to uh, win this win equity, a phrase you'll you'll hear from betters. 
Uh, and then Patrick Cantley getting some love at 30 to one. How do you feel about those two guys? Yeah. If Xander and I was on him at the U S open um, and I got, a, I think a top seven out of them, but it just seems like every time we see him now, he's approaching putting a different way. Brady was absolutely right. What he just said in the previous segment, putting, believe it or not, doesn't mean quite as much of the open championship because the greens are different. They're, uh, they're, they're thicker, they're longer, players can be more aggressive on them. You see more longer putts hold. Players can be more aggressive because they, they know they, they can't go 8, 10, 12 feet by. Um, that helps Shoffley, but you know, Cantlay was the guy who a couple months ago couldn't putt, could not putt at all. His putting is at a better spot than Shoffley. I think he's playing better than Shoffley. So if you're looking for a guy who hasn't won a major to be in the mix this week. I think Cantley's, Cantley's more the guy than Shoffley. Talking to Todd Wright, everybody, right here on uh, Numbers Game at VEASAN, the sports betting network uh, on the Open Championship. Uh, Todd, it's, it's interesting. So there are guys on tour, specifically Tony Finau, who, you know, when we talk about golf tournaments and specifically majors, it's like, look, uh, people keep going back to the well on Tony Finau. It hasn't happened. Maybe we should just stop doing this betting thing until it happens. Uh, that's one thing. A guy who's a veteran golfer who has been doing this for years. What about a young golfer like Victor Hovland, who has all the potential in the world and will perhaps win his share of majors at some point, but has not done so yet? Uh, where do you stand on someone like him? 30 to 1, by the, win, uh, by the way, to win this outright. But in terms of putting your betting dollar behind someone who hasn't done it yet. I tend to wait and see as well. Um, also, when there are some limitations on Hovland, such as length. I know this is a shorter golf course, so that changes a little bit of the dynamic. You and I talk a lot about Hovland. He has great mental makeup, but he's behind Morikawa, and I'm not saying this for a head-to-head or anything else, but you know, there's a reason Morikawa won a major before Hovland. And Morikawa shows up in majors and world golf championships while Hovland wins against lesser fields. That could change over time, but I need to see it to believe it. And even though the, the length is shorter, that means, say, a Morikawa's approach, and he's the best on approach in the game right now, the, he's also hitting a, a, a shorter golf club into these greens. So you know, maybe it's unfair that I bias Hovland against Morikawa, but I just think Morikawa's game stands out more than Hovland, which is why I can't go with Hovland and Majors yet. All right, just a few more names here, Todd, before I get to your DFS thoughts and your head-to-heads. Uh, we talked about Rory. What about a couple other uh, non-American golfers that are always seemingly bubbling up in tournaments like this? Shane Lowry, Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah, um, I... They seem to be flying under the radar. Am I wrong, Gil? You know I've been listening to you, AM, PM. Yeah. I just don't hear a lot about Louie and Lowry. I don't, and yeah. We don't, anecdotally, I don't remember them being talked about very much at all, if, if I, at all. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'm not saying they should be favored to win, but I, I don't understand why they aren't getting more attention. They're both former champions of this event. Louie focuses very well on majors. Lowry is very creative on golf courses like this. Um, head-to-heads and top tens, uh, I'd look to, look to them as much as I would say a Rory McIlroy 
where you're not betting them to win the golf tournament. You're just saying, yeah, come Sunday, they're going to be on the first page of the leaderboard. So there's value in all three of these guys. First of all, thank you for the AMPM listening thing. I appreciate that, Todd. I'm honored. Uh, last name, then. Talk about someone who hasn't gotten named at all. Uh, I might have heard a, a whisper of Oosthuizen and Lowry, but I haven't even heard a whisper at all about Phil Mickelson, which as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I can almost hear the jeering on the other side of the uh, of the radio. Where do you stand on Phil headed into this? He's 80-1, to 1, for instance, in the outrights. I think he's the only long shot worth playing this week. Wow. And I get the I get the snickering. I get the, yeah, he's old. Yeah, he was old two months ago, too. He not only won the PGA Championship, in that tournament, he had the longest drive at his, at his age. So if he hits those drives and gets in a place, you know, I think I heard on your show, Kefka said, the thing he loves about this golf course is you get to within 50 yards and I can play six different golf, six different clubs, six different types of shots. Well, if Kefka can do that within 50 yards, Phil can do it with every club in the back. So that's why I think if Phil is on Thursday, Friday, he's very dangerous Saturday and Sunday. And I just love that recently he spent time with Tom Brady. And Brady has a way of motivating people in his life. And Phil recently won, and Brady recently won, and Phil's kind of on top of the world. When John Rahm was hitting balls at the U.S. Open, waiting to see if he wins in regulation, there were two people on the range, Rahm's wife, well, and the baby, and Phil. Phil kind of is it, it's his world right now, and we're all living in it. So if he's got anything Thursday and Friday, he should be there come Sunday. Very interesting. Here are your head-to-heads. I'll just read them off. Kepka minus 125 over DJ. Uh, Scheffler plus 135 over Reed. Leishman plus 120 over Garcia. Stuart Sink minus 105 over Ryan Palmer. And then the aforementioned Louis in minus 115 over Victor Hovland. So so your DFS, and I know you will be playing DFS, will be comprised of... Uh, I, won't, I won't ask you for you know specific details, but of what group, generally speaking? Well, I try to get three big names up top and then find bargains down low. And I know you have talked on the primetime show about a bad price on Sam Burns. Um, there's also a contrarian theory where if you think someone, if you think virtually a high percentage are going to play somebody for whatever reason, if you go contrarian, then things could work out for you. It, it's just sort of a, an odds play. So I'm not including, you know, Every time we have a major conversation this year, I bring up Burns and Zalatoris, and you notice I didn't do it today. Yes. And now I'm bringing it up in a negative sense. I get there's a false price on Burns. I'm not taking it because I think the percentage is so high that are going to take Burns. I'll do better by not taking him. And if he can't play this style of golf, um, then it works in my favor. So I'm not jumping to the Burns price as most people are in DFS. Okay. Um, last minute, Todd. We have 60 seconds. You do not think I'm crazy about the Giannis no. MVP on a losing team thing. Well, in general, I don't think you're crazy. And then <laughs> when you. it comes to your Giannis theory, <laughs> I don't think you're crazy either. Okay. But the only thing I would add for you to consider is Giannis doesn't get it if it goes seven. You take the temperature of the room. 
Phoenix hasn't won an NBA title in – no, they never have. Milwaukee's the one who won it, what, 50 years ago. I don't think you can give the MVP to a player on the losing team in this environment modern day. But if Milwaukee loses on their home court and Giannis has his biggest game of the series and loses in a close game, I think your theory has a lot of merit. Oh, that's a little twist on it. I like that. Todd, appreciate it. Enjoy the Open Championship tonight. Thank you, sir. I promise I won't text you at 3 a.m. like Brady. I promise. <laughs> you're, you're always welcome to. I just may not answer it. Todd Wright, everybody, kind enough to join us on the show today. Uh, good luck with all your British Open bets or whatever you're betting from all of us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Lombardi Line is next. Ben, you hosted that? No? No. Okay. Someone else will. It's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.